Eric Paschal joins us now. Well, Eric Paschal puts on a headset. I think Eric, Rudy Gobert gives him five. Yeah, Rook! And then Eric Pascal yells some encouragement. Do you hear me, Eric? Yeah, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. That's all right. Have fun, man. I don't care. I was, I was just cheering on my Rook, man. Just Who, who's your Rook? Right, uh, JB. He played well today. All right, let's talk about your Rook. What do you see out of JB tonight? Uh, aggressiveness, good playmaking. I mean, 21-3-7, that's a great stat line. Uh, he got the minutes, so I'm happy for him. He gets his feet wet, and uh, he always plays with confidence, so... So, uh, yeah, so it, it's great to see him, his shots and all that. Pretty good stat line. It was in the first quarter tonight by the guy named Eric Pascal who had eight points on four of four shooting. What, uh, was, what was your mindset coming in playing center for limited minutes at a time? Uh, just be aggressive. I mean, uh, I feel like I'm much quicker than a lot of, a lot of bigs, so uh, I use my speed and strength to get to the basket. It's, we call it the Fordham Eric Pascal. Yeah, facts, facts. Right, it's the isolation skills you had at Fordham and before Jay Wright made you have to play like passing basketball. Yeah, until my senior year, I was, I was able to ISO a little more. <laughs> well, what's, your, what, what, what's your feeling? Is, I mean, this game's 70, 12 to go. Where do you feel the group is? Uh, I feel like we're moving in the right direction. I feel like uh, we're playing well. Uh, just trying to trying to make sure that uh, we, we keep getting better every game. And uh, I feel like that's a big thing. Just getting better every game and uh, being able to adjust while the game happens. Hope you're already packed. Oh yeah, I ha well, actually, I have to go pack right now. Uh, I mean, well, you might not parents, make the you might not make the flight. Uh, nah, I'm gonna make the flight. Well, my parents were here, so I was a little busy. All right, all right. Well, we appreciate it. Packing's gonna take a long time for this one. Nah, I'll be I right. I just wear sweats, so I just gotta pack different right. sweatsuits, right. different sneakers. I'll be out. Right. He's strong, strong. Thank you, Eric. All right, thank see you, you tomorrow. Eric Pascal with us. Seventeen nice points. The other three. We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. I was just elected mayor. You were for what? Pascalville. By whom? Myself. I'm the mayor of Pascalville. So, but I'm the mayor of Juancho Herman Gomez zone. Okay, well, then we'll have a competing battle. Well, that seems to be going on too much in the well, world right yeah, now. Yeah, that was we bad. We don't time. need that. Um, we don't need it. No, we'll just get together. Can we be good neighbors? Yes, we'll be great neighbors. We'll just okay. friendly compete. We'll be a part of a joint NATO, and we'll put sanctions on other teams. How's that? That work? McCone, how'd you like your scouting report? Man, you're on it. <laughs> I, and I didn't use too much wrong because I'd respect you too much, but I kind of had an inkling, right? <laughs> and we talked about it prior to the game, but Rudy was great, man. Rudy yeah. was sensational. And I like the way the Jazz really found ways to get him the ball. There's a little bit of a messaging that's going on with Rudy right now. And one of the messages to Rudy is that there's not another Rudy. In other words, when Rudy catches around the basket. We're not playing Giannis Adetokounmpo again unless we're gonna play in June. So stop acting like there's another Rudy Gobert around. And his dunk was responsive to that for sure, right? Uh, you know, his turn went with authority and, and we've seen the gradual progress, uh, but you see way less of those, you know, kind of iffy and more like, hey, I'm going to get this. Right. And that's what I love to see. Yeah, no, he, I know, I mean, I had a few conversations is the two things that jumped out to me on, on him that I, you know, you just like, why are these guys the best in the world? The amount of work they put in is so remarkable. Like for a long time on the road, I don't know if he still does it, but Donovan was every night on the road going to a gym somewhere to shoot. No. Like at some point as coaches, you're like, Hey, get off your feet. Rudy Gobert is putting in extra night sessions at his with coaches at his own house. Like, so, these guys are so committed to being great. And so you, you understand, at least I think some of the um, veterans or old timers, if you want to call them that, that the strength training is necessary that they put in to keep the muscles strong, active, you know, those type of things because as much work as they put in, those muscles are about to fail. You know. All the way around, though, I mean, we talked about it. Obviously, marquee players missing on both sides, but it's kind of like a pop quiz. You know, you get those in school, and how you can handle the switch this time. And, I, I mean, I just liked what everything we saw. And I like the little wrinkles the Jazz throw, threw out defensively, too. A um, little bit of, of kind of a match zone. You know, did a great job communicating, and then Wellesley said at halftime the ball really popped. So 
that was great. That was a great effort, and it's been a good week. I feel like the team's growing. Now, even though Donovan wasn't out there and, and Whiteside and, and uh, wasn't playing there along with Boyan as well, but continue to work on attacking the zone. And that was one of the things that we saw and, and talked about a little earlier about uh, attacking and being able to attack that the zone. And, and you coached in college for many, many years. You probably saw a lot of zone. And so the, getting the ball in the middle, what we saw a few times here tonight, really, really uh, got the Jazz, I think, going in the right direction with trying to attack the zone. And, and they played downhill, right, which yeah. when you play a team that's, you know, either – you just don't want them to slow you down or or, or stand. And I, I felt like they can, were constantly on attack. Everybody, not you know, had a good game, and it was fun to see Snead hit that shot at the end of the game. You know that Donovan drew up for him. <laughs> I did see that. You know, getting together, drawing it up. All right, my friends. All right, we guys. We will talk to you from New York, New York. Please safe be safe. Travels. By the way, both. New York, New York. I, on behalf of the Utah Jazz. I would like to apologize to all of our most valuable educators, probably sponsored by Instructure, who will have to reteach geography and the United States to all of their students by the end of next week. When they'll say, like, I didn't think Los Angeles and New York were near each other, and the Jazz started in New York and ended in Los Angeles. Miss Jones, why would that be? And she'll thing. say, ask Mr. Silver. But this is what I'm pleased about. And they were at least coming back. They're working their that. way back west playing yes. games, and that's yes. more, better than yes. working your way out. Then you got that long flight yes. home at night, 3, 4 in the morning getting home. That is true. We'll see the same Clipper team at the end of the trip. Yeah. Well, and best they play the same. Best to you guys. Hope you have a suitcase big enough. Ron's only taking carry-on. Awesome. Pack light. That's not true. He's taking golf clubs. I wish. Yeah. Guy's trying to get me to bring him to Dallas, too. Yeah, that's where we, I got buddies there. We got a game in Dallas and a game in L.A. You know what I would do if I were you? I would ship my clubs to Dallas. Not Not a bad bad idea. idea. If I'd have thought about it today. Yeah, because we don't have time tomorrow morning. Right. Just give me the keys to your, your place. I'll, I'll, I'll send them out for you and take a couple of souvenirs <laughs> from my liking. Excuse me? <laughs> By the way, I don't know if they showed him on the broadcast. Trevor Booker was in town tonight. Always good to see Trevor. Saw that yeah, on they, Twitter. They did show him, but I don't think and they... And I think that Boris Diaw is... Well, I know Boris Diaw's in town. But he has a house here. You know what I love about Boris Diaw? Side note, just a little tidbit. Because all the time. I do love that, too. So here's my favorite thing about Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw has three houses. The French Riviera... A catamaran boat that he sails, it's like 52-footer, that he sails across the world in, and North Salt Lake. Well, I mean, you just switched Provo out for me, and I, I, I've Pretty never seen him, but I'm right there. i got to look for him. My three lives. Really? No. How's your French Riviera house? <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Perfect time of year for it. All right, there you go. Thanks, guys. Seriously, travel safe. All right, the Jazz win tonight. Big 121-92 over the Clippers. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz win big tonight over the Clippers, 121-92. to No Donovan Mitchell, no Boyan Bogdanovich, no Hassan Whiteside, no Daniel House, no Doak, no Trent Forrest. No problem for the Utah Jazz as they end up rolling big. Uh, as I mentioned, 121-92 to over the Clippers. The Jazz were led by, uh, let's see here, Jared Butler. How about Jared Butler? 21 points in 25 minutes. 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Also had 7 assists and 3 rebounds, as you heard in the uh, post-game walk-off interview. He's Pascal's uh, rook. So uh, there you go. Butler comes out and has a big night. Jordan Clarkson with 20 coming in off the bench of 8 of 17 shooting in 29 minutes. Uh, Pascal, as we mentioned, had 17. Rudy with 19 and 16. He also had two block shots. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, in another start in 33 minutes, had 13 points. But how about Jared Butler, coach? 
by far his best game in a Jazz uniform. Really shot the ball well tonight. He shot the ball well, was in a good rhythm, uh, you know, had good, just a good feel for what was going on out there. And I love to watch guys like that. You don't get to see a ton have extended minutes and what they do with them. And he definitely used them well, uh, made five threes, which was so great to see. I mean, that's the one shot that early on looked like it might be a little deep, but he's, he's shooting that ball well. And, um, you know, just as a team, the comment I have is I, I felt like everybody was really locked into the details. You know, guys like Locke said on the broadcast were sprinting to the corner, and they were sprinting to the corner, right? It wasn't they were coming up short and they weren't getting there slow. I just liked the overall feel and the way that the, the Jazz executed the game plan tonight. For the Clippers, I don't know if I ever have seen this. I probably have, but I, I couldn't tell you when. They had four players in double figures, none of whom were starters. Covington had uh, 18. Terrence Mann had 14. Ojale had 13. Kennard had 13. None of whom started the game tonight. And, and the other crazy part is Batum, who started, Morris, who started, and Jackson all played in the in – you know, the 10s to the 15, 10, Batum was 11 minutes, Morris 14, and Jackson 15. It was almost as though Tyron Lue said, I'm going to rest yep. those dudes. We, we need them, and this one's out of hand. I think there was some of that there in the second half. For From sure. both teams, of course, you saw the, uh, if you were watching on TV, I suppose, if you're here in the arena, you probably could look over and see it, but the, the big old ice bags on Rudy's knee came out, knees, excuse me, came out pretty early. And 27 minutes is all for Rudy, which is great. Kind of a little bit of a break. And nice when Mike Conley can get just 23. Uh, obviously, always kind of watching Mike and his minutes and um, with the back-to-back situations and everything else. But, you know, conversely, the Jazz bench was crazy. Butler with 21. Clarkson having another great game. You know, he's strung a couple of them together. Been pretty consistent. Uh, was a plus 27 while he was out there. And then we talked about, you know, the the one member of the town I am a mayor of, Eric Pascal, was 17.7 for 14 from the field, and I just felt like brought great energy the minute he stepped on the floor. Dude is instant energy. He has been really all year, even at the beginning of the year when his shots weren't falling at a great rate, he still brought that energy and that physical play, and now he's certainly shooting the ball a lot better. Uh, started the game 4-4, four four, finished the game 7-14, 17 points, four boards, and a couple of assists. And I just looked up, you know, he's played five of the last 10 games, only nine minutes each, but he's shooting 40% in the last, you know, his last five attempt, or last five games. So that's the one area, like, he does the little things. He rebounds, he brings great energy. So I, I really like what I'm seeing from, from Eric, and, and, man, it's a great luxury to have that, you know, there for you on the bench. The shorthanded Jazz win going away. They win big over the Clippers, 121 292. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Sunday night. The Jazz will be in New York to take on the Knicks. That game will tip off at 5.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz win big, one twenty one to ninety two over the Clippers. And really, Coach Lacombe, the game wasn't that close. The Jazz just absolutely pouring it on pretty much from tip. No lead changes, as we heard Locke say a couple of times. And they never really, um, you know, they didn't go through a lull. Maybe the end of the of the third quarter, uh, or excuse me, the majority of the third quarter, they don't, you know, they didn't score the ball great, but then kind of went on a burst late. But they didn't have one of those kind of dud quarters. It felt like everybody played um, not to the score, but to compete each possession, and that was – it was refreshing. It was fun to watch this game tonight, and it was way different, obviously. Roaster Damas took an L, a hard L. Hard L. Um, but, you know, glad to glad. sometimes, you know, I, I got to think about uh, my connection and 
do a better job next time. I'm honestly surprised that Jazz were able to score at will. Uh, well, maybe not at will. That's too extreme. But as well as they were able to against this Clipper team, and that goes to, to the bench guys as well. I mean, Jared Butler, man, 21 on 8 of 13 shooting is one heck of a night. Seven assists. He played great. Jordan Clarkson had another good game with 20. And, you know, they the Jazz shot 48.5% from the field, 36% from three, and those numbers were down pretty, pretty big from halftime. I mean... Offense was not an issue for this club tonight. The offense wasn't, and, and obviously we've seen the Clipper strategy that they employ at times gra- ground kind of the Jazz offense to a halt. Um, I, I think, you know, being an old coach, i got to make sure and give the, the staff credit. I think they had them very pr- well prepared. Um, I think as we've talked about, the Jazz have tinkered with how to attack that switch. Um, and tonight they made it a real priority to get Rudy involved. Um, you know, in 27 minutes, Rudy ends up with 11 shots. He went to the line, made all his free throws. But, man, just a shot in the arm for Rudy to be able to get that many possessions, see it work, um, and nearly put together, you know, a 20-20 at 19 and 16. So, um, true to form, the Jazz did a great job of utilizing him tonight. I think if Rudy played more in the second half, I think that 20-20 was coming. Yeah, that was coming. That was coming. Uh, speaking of that, though, let's get to the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven, uh, trusted and proven experts in painting. The Jazz demolishing the Clippers in the paint 56-32. to 32. A lot of that having to do with Rudy Gobert, of course, but also what you're talking about, attacking the switch and getting into the paint. And I love their effort on the glass. I mean, even in a game that they was never in doubt. The Jazz just crush the Clippers on the glass. 59-43. That's with only, you know, one true big playing in Rudy Gobert, those 27 minutes. So it was team effort, but 15 offensive rebounds by the Jazz. Eight by Rudy alone. Uh, but that just shows effort. You know, it shows connect, connectivity and guys really out there trying to win each possession. Let's get the postgame sound going. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. I think we had, you know, a lot of guys that that stepped up tonight and were ready to play with a number of guys out. Um, and, you know, I think we were connected defensively. Or particularly the second group, you know, when they were switching, they were doing a good job of bumming some people out and just the activity was good. Um, you know, and we were, you know, I thought we were fortunate early that, you know, they missed some shots, which, um, you know, and that, you know, but I think we, we did a good job of getting back and early on and not giving them easy stuff. You know, that's, you know, continue to try to do that. But our activity was good. We were talking to a Donovan about the change that he's seen in Jared Butler just over the course of a season, even though it's it might not be on the court like on game nights. And mm-hmm. he mentioned like playing off the ball and getting off the ball has really changed from the first day that he came in with you guys. Yeah. You know, Jared, when, when you can create um, for yourself, um, finding a balance of, of being aggressive and taking a shot and also creating for other people, he's got excellent vision. Um, I think he's, you know, he's finding that balance, um, just, you know, feeling who's out there and if there's someone open and he wants to get them involved and then, you know, not, not passing up his shot either. I mean, there's times when, um, he's open, particularly from three, you know, where, you know, we have obviously have confidence in him taking that shot that off the dribble three. Um, but as you said too, to be able to get off the ball and trust your teammates and have it come back to you as well. Is it unique to improve in that area when you don't have game situations? I, I think for him, because he's, you know, he, he can pass. So, you know, because he has good vision, um, you know, it's more than anything. It's, um, you know, understanding who he's out on the court with and in and, and the position that he's in. Um you know, when he's running the team or when he's off the ball, but he's, you know, it's kind of like we said with, you know, we talked about it with Wancho and Nikhil, Jared's, you know, he hasn't been five on five all the time, but those are reads that they're working on every day. 
And, you know, when someone comes over, just making the right play. And uh, he's been putting the time in as much as anybody. Seems like when, whenever Eric comes in the game, the energy level like kind of just inherently goes up. What do you see from him? Well, I thought tonight, you know, his ability to drive the ball, you know, even against bigger players. Um, you know, one play he, he got, I think he's going to continue to um, get a better feel for rolling. Um, but he had that one roll where he got a little half roll and, and shot it in the pocket there. And um, if he can get that, and then, you know, he does an excellent job of attacking closeouts where he attacks the rim. But as much as anything tonight, that I thought that group defensively was better than they've been. And, um, you know, his activity and, um, you know, when he does switch out on the ball, you know, playing that, you know, playing the ball without fouling and, you know, trusting the guys behind him, the guys talking to him because if we're switching and he's out there, you know, you can feel like you're on an island. So I think that's something that we've really emphasized a lot. It's, you know, against isolation situations, really getting shifted and, and being ready to help. But, you know, when you see, you know, Eric attack the rim with force, when we see him, you know, he's willing to mix it up and get physical. Um, but, I, you know, I thought that that group tonight did a good job you know, in those areas. And, uh, looking at the first half, you guys had a night two, two advantage and second chance. Do you feel like the energy you were showing on defense kind of better than that second effort? Yeah, that, that's something that, you know, we try to do, especially if we're shooting threes. Um, and I think Wancho and Nikhil both, you know, crashing the glass. Wancho, you know, we haven't had someone cut like that. You know, and he's cutting himself onto the boards as well. So um, those offensive rebounds are big plays, especially when, you know, people are trying to get Rudy off the glass. You know, those they're available. And then obviously Rudy did an excellent job. You know, he got a few himself. Nikhil's passing surprised for a you, you, you know, watching him, um, you've seen it, you know, it's, he's got good vision and he's got size and he can pass with either hand. Um, I think his willingness uh, to pass um, with our group is something that I think he's enjoying. If you asked him, I wonder, I think he likes to pass, you know, and, and um, you know, understanding particularly if he can get by his guy, that, that he's capable of making a play for someone else in the mid range. Not that, you know, he had one really nice pull up off pick and roll in the first half, but, you know, with his size to be able to go in and, and let, let the roller get to the rim and, and have your eyes out, you know, so um, it's, it's been good to see him embrace that. Cause it's something that um, I, 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 I'm not sure um, what his thoughts on it are exactly, but I know it's something that he and I have talked about, you know, being able to be a playmaker for other people. And when he's out there um, with Mike or um, with Donovan the other night, you know, his ability to do that becomes even more pronounced. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team uh, clobbered the Clippers 121 to 92. And coach Snyder, for good reason, uh, seems to be pleased with the effort tonight. You would have to be, you know, I think everything he talks about night in and night out, um, of execution, being on the same page, um, letting really kind of the defense dictate where the ball goes. All that happened tonight, and the Jazz were very, very good defensively as well. It was a little bit, you know, a, a couple different looks, and there were a lot of fresh faces, but overall I think he's got to walk away feeling like, you know, I got everything those guys could give me tonight. And as a coach, that's really what you want, you know, win, lose, or draw. Clippers only shot 36% from the field, uh, 31% from three, so – you know, and the Clippers are missing Kawhi and Paul George and all that, but they've been missing them for a while and still uh, beating plenty of good teams this year. But tonight, uh, they didn't really stand a chance. No, it was it was over quick. And you know, to the Jazz credit, we talked about how consistent this this Clippers team's been for what they have. You know, I mean, to to actually be above the Lakers with the rosters compared and the stars that have played for one and not the other. You would think that you know that, that the Clippers probably wouldn't fare as well. So you got to give them credit, but tonight the Jazz just weren't going to have any part of it. 
All right, your final. Uh, the Jazz win going away over the Clippers, 121 to 92. We'll get you uh, sound from the players coming up next. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz hammer the Clippers tonight, 121 to 92, despite being a shorthand and missing Donovan Mitchell and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Daniel House, Trent Forrest. Hassan Whiteside and Udoka Azubuki. The Jazz still win easily. Let's get to your master of the glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's master of the glass, as usual, Rudy Gobert, who had 16 rebounds, eight each, eight defensive, eight offensive. Uh, Rudy Gay also had nine boards. Jordan Clarkson had eight rebounds tonight. So Jordan uh, Jordan Clarkson had a, a good all-around game. But Rudy, in his 27 minutes, uh, as you predicted before the game, was dominant. Yeah, I loved the strategy. I loved the way they got him the ball. Uh, I love what he did with it. And uh, Rudy was in great, great uh, spots all night long. And, you know, you got to credit the, the extra work. You know, David talked about it, extra work he's putting in. I, I think that's paying dividends. And the thought that really there's not another guy out there that's going to give you the type of trouble um, that, you know, that you give teams. So, you know, if you're if, – when you get it down there, just be aggressive and attack. So he, he's played great. Um, I think Rudy has been one of the – the shining stars of the year, just every night, you know, we talk about his effort defensively. We talk about his rebounding and his offense more and more and more. He is the team's most consistent player. I mean, he's just consistently great every single night. Well, and, you know, that's somewhat predictable because he affects the game in so many different ways. Yeah, he just, that, and that's the key, right? When you talk about positionless basketball, when you talk about the way the game's changing and the more Rudy can adapt to all that and, and, you know, turn that back on another team. They want to go small and they want to switch a guard on to you. Okay, we're going to throw it into you and you're going to go score it. And those are the things we're starting to see more and more from Rudy. Just love his mindset, love his work ethic, and really his pride, you know, his pride in being good. Not being good, being great. You know, the Chess outscored the Clippers 41-14 to 14 in the second quarter. That's probably the most dominant quarter I think we've seen all year, either uh, Jazz on either end. And we've seen, you know, that's what we talked about last year. Last year's team had a ton of those powder keg moments. But I'm telling you, we've heard Quinn say it year, or excuse me, game after game after game, we just want to be playing our best basketball when the playoffs come. And, again, this is a great opportunity to get a bunch of guys feeling good, and I think the, the Jazz guys should feel good tonight. All right, let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Eric Paschal. Tonight, uh, what was the difference for you guys defensively? I mean, you guys really held them in first half. Uh, just being connected, talking. I mean, uh, that was something that we, we put an emphasis on, just talking to each other. So uh, I think we did a great job of it tonight with uh, just like Xing out or like getting a small off of, off of big. And I feel like uh, that that just helped us grow hugely. You came in and you were having like instant success with those cuts through the lane. I think eight points in the first. 249 of that stint that you played. What was working for you? Just being aggressive. <laughs> using my speed, using my strength. And, uh, yeah, just being, go out there being aggressive. I mean, that's, that's what I do. Uh, listen to my aggressive music before games and just come up with that mindset. That's on that play. Yeah, through you. Oof. I don't, I don't know if you if you, if you guys will know. Uh, Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Shout out my guy, Benny. Uh, Conway, Bodie James. What's up, gun? Let's listen to it before games. <laughs> and I, I get my mind ready for games. That's pretty much it. When, when you guys are up 30, almost 40 points, is it hard to kind of like keep 
we put on the gas pedal? I mean, of course. Uh, natural. Your natural reaction to that is to, all right, we got this in the bag. But uh, that's something that I feel like, I mean, everybody in the NBA does. I mean, it's not, that's why those big leads sometimes, they up 30, next you know it's a 10-point game because you took your foot off the pedal. So I think tonight we did a good job. Uh, Coach Quinn did a great job just emphasizing, like, just keep, keep the foot on the pedal. Let's not get lazy at all. So uh, it was good for us. What do you see out of Kira uh, Power tonight? Played well. Played very well. I'm happy for him. I mean, uh, you know, he dribbles a lot, but it's a good a good thing to dribble. Man. Uh, I'm happy for JB. Nah, he made, he, made a, he made a lot of great plays tonight. I can't even lie. Like, just passing the ball, making the right read off pick and rolls. Patience. I mean, you don't see that from a rookie like that. Just especially sometimes he sometimes he plays, sometimes not. So that's good for him. Like just having that patience coming off the ball screen, and, uh, having his, having his mind right to come play. So that's a big thing for him. Where have you seen him kind of improve the most? I mean, obviously he's still a rookie. He's still yeah. in, you know seventy games into his rookie season. Yeah. Whatever, but where have you seen kind of that that progress happen during this season come along? Uh, his approach and just uh, just being well, very open to listen. He listens to every one of us. If we have something to say, he's there listening. He tries to implement it. And we just constantly try to teach him as a group. And he's getting better every day. So I say this is a big game for JB, and we were very happy for him. You obviously had the college basketball success that you did. So, like, what is the uh, – what's watching this time of year like on in the tournament? Weird. It's just like, like for me, uh, I mean, I won a national championship with Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels, da-da. So it's like seeing them still in college when I was in the, like a junior and then played with them my senior year and they're still in college. I'm like, uh, y'all old as hell, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I think uh, it's weird for me, but it's always exciting. Uh, March is a great time of the year. I mean, want to go home. So, I mean, uh, it's great. It's a great time for basketball fans because the playoffs are coming up and you got March Madness, so. Uh, it's great. Uh, I, I like college basketball a lot. Do you, uh, do you have Villanova Willie Owens here in the bracket? And if not, uh, we'll see if those things have chances. Villanova Nessie. <laughs> Fair enough. I ain't root for nobody else but Villanova. Any talk between, you know, Royce and Garrett about, you know, Butler and everything? Or sorry, Baylor? Yeah, they try to. JB tries to flaunt his like one little national championship. You know, I got two of them things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I registered one, but I was part of I got a ring. You know what I'm saying so it's like dude, you can't can't really talk about two two or three. You got one measly little one. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> I know that you uh you still keep in touch with Coach Wright. Yeah, uh, of course. Do you is this a non-talk to Oh no, I'm not talking about yeah. it. No, nope. if they make the final four, that's when I'll talk to them. Right now, I know how Coach Wright is. Yeah. When he's in this mode, like I don't know, Coach Wright, you a little soft now. Uh, be seeing it. Less pinstripes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no suits. Mm-hmm. That's yelling. Good boy, Coach Frank. You gotta do better. <laughs> That's my god. That's my dog. That's hilarious. Uh, Jared Butler waving his one national championship ring around. Pascal's like, I got two. Your one measly championship ring. That's hilarious. And I love him. He went after him on the dribbles. He did. So she dribbles a lot. <laughs> oh, man. I love the guy that I'm the mayor of his town. I love him so much. We honestly, we are so fortunate that I I can't think of a bad jazz postgame interview. Everybody's good. Everybody's insightful, funny, um, you know, honest when uh, when they've had tough nights. Now, Boyan's brief. Boyan but is he brief. Still can have but moments. he's still good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was that was hilarious. Pascal talking about uh, Butler dribbling too much. And his, dribbling and too much, and then when I, ring. he said, "I got two of them, buddy." I'll tell you what, to have one's pretty darn cool. I mean, wow. Honestly, there are very few players that have ever played college basketball that have two. Redshirt or no, you know how crazy the number. I mean the the number of guys that have actually played college basketball and won a game in the NCAA tournament. It's a fraction. I mean, yep. crazy, absolutely crazy. So that's why this is so fun to watch, and these kids get all excited. And I still believe the officials screw up the game in the college game too much, but that's a whole nother. Well, you've only been watching the end of this uh, Michigan State-Davidson game, so I wonder what would give you that impression but, of this one. Well, and the other thing, I'll tell you what the problem is. It's just become, hey, let's go get Tommy and Joe, because Tommy and Joe have been reffing for 35 years. And they, 
and they and they deserve it. They must know what they're doing. All right, back to the media room we go. Let's hear from Jared Butler. Eric Uh-huh. Uh, he said that it's cute that Taylor has <laughs> one measly little champion and that Taylor will not have Response? I think um, we talk about Blue Bloods. We talk about, like, you know, Jay Wright and what he's done, which is phenomenal. But I think, like, Coach Drew, the Baylor – um, company, whatever you want to call it, is it's just like on another level now. Like, you know, there's there's torches being passed. There's programs that are being, you know, uh, significantly better. And that, that's my response to it. Yeah, the, the up and coming is going to take out the old? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about time. I don't know. Um, also, we talked to Donovan uh, last, after the last thing. He mentioned uh, how much difference he's seen an improvement from you on your passing game. Mm-hmm. And- Sort of like willingness to get off the ball and that you work on that a lot mm-hmm. like in the mornings and stuff that you're there's drills that aren't just for scoring right can you kind of go into that a little bit yeah i think that's been uh points of emphasis for sure for me um i think a lot of people have just targeted me and boxed me in as only a score and um i think i have the ability to pass um tremendously well i just a lot of times i've been put in the position where i have to score and um so yeah it's it's been Definitely a point of is for me to show that I can pass and, you know, get off the ball and stuff like that. So he's, he's, he's spot on for sure. Is it hard to improve in that way? No, I mean, guys have to make shots. You know, sometimes you can make the right pass and guys don't make the shot. But um, just like without having a ton of games. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. And like, you know, trying to change the perception is, is also hard. Um, I think that's the hardest part. Looking back at where you were at the beginning of the season after getting drafted, coming in mm-hmm. and just trying out in training camp. Just where you are now. Yeah. Where do you see kind of the most the most progress, most improvement in the game? I think just me being comfortable out there. Um, you know, it's just a it's a big transition and you know, playing with new guys, playing with a new team, new coach. And um, I just feel more comfortable out there. And I think the more comfortable I am, the the, the more shots fall in, the the better assists I get. So I think that's been the biggest difference. Clearly, you know, you enjoy playing obviously last season and now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love the the Jazz's um, home crowd. Like it's, I think it's phenomenal, best I've seen in the league. And um, I'm I, I'm like I, I would stay in Utah just for just for the crowd. And um, but yeah, I've definitely played in big games, and you know, um, obviously the national championship game, and um, nothing can kind of compare to that. But I, I think the, the Jazz, what they do night in night out, it's I think it's phenomenal. I did when we first when we first got here. When I first got there, he was like, I was like, man, Baylor's national championship team is definitely beating their um, I think 2018 team, yeah. something like that. But we talk about that a lot. It's one thing to like go through these things in practice and like constantly yeah. working with the coaches, being with the Breakfast Club, whatever. And then tonight, you know, with the team being shorthanded as it is, you get out there and you know, you and JC being like the first two reserves to check in the game. How did it go out there tonight? How do you feel like you played in this particular game? Yeah, I think that's how, like, the NBA is. Like, you know, it's – I go from 35 seconds to first guy checking in. Like, you know, I go stretches where I don't play, play in the G League. Um, and it's just about, you know, staying ready. And um, I think tonight, like you said, it was a great opportunity. And um, playing with guys like JC, they definitely helped me out and, you know, got me in spots where I can be successful. And um, I felt like I played well. I give myself like a B plus. I feel like I always ask for grades, but B plus. There's Jared Butler. I thought he was much better than a B plus. Come on, Jared. 21 points on eight of 13 shooting, seven assists and three rebounds. That's a heck of a game. That's what an A looks like, Jared. Yeah, That's come an on. A. That's, uh, I mean, by far the the best game of his NBA career. But you heard him talk about it. It's got to be strange going from playing 30 seconds one game to being the first guy off the bench the next. But think about how he's tailored his game from the very beginning. You know, when he first got out there, every dribble, I mean, Clark, uh, Pascal was joking about it, but it was true. He likes to dribble. And he gets in a rhythm, you know, uses that rhythm dribble. But in Quinn's offense, that dribble kind of kills the flow at times. So he's had to tighten up that, make quicker decisions. And, I mean, I think the future is really bright for him. I think as he continues to buy into that piece and then can affect the game defensively um, and really utilize that, that advantage, there's a place for him.
think it shows that he's coachable. Oh, for sure. That he's he's willing to learn and fit in and then be ready when his his time comes. I, I think it's uh, interesting the the breakfast club thing we learned last game from uh, Alexander Walker where these players that maybe aren't getting a ton of minutes are still putting in a ton of work. You heard Donovan Mitchell echo it and – you know, look at look at not only Nikhil again, who had a, another good game tonight just to uh, reset everybody, 13 points in 33 minutes, five assists and four rebounds. But now we see Jared Butler come in and just absolutely take advantage of his chance to uh, to uh, get some playing time. And we've seen Pascal do it time and again, and he did it again tonight. And, and I loved looking down the bench and knowing, like, regardless of anything else, that, you know, that dude's with me. He's going to go out there and execute the way we want him to, and he's going to give a great effort. I mean, those guys were easy to put in the game. And, you know, the coaches sometimes, you know, you, you've got to put different guys in different combinations. But I know Quinn in the back of his mind knows every time I put Eric in that game or Jared in that game, they've been really good lately. So, you know, he's getting confidence in them. Halftime or halftime. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll get you more player sound coming up next. Jazz win 121 to 92 over the Clippers right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. One twenty-one to ninety-two is your final. The Jazz absolutely blast the Clippers tonight, even though they were shorthanded. Let's get to your Chick Fil A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A with the Chick-fil-A One app tonight from the line. The Jazz just 11 of 14. The Clippers 19 of 21. Mike Conley was 3 of 4. Rudy was uh, 3 of 3 to lead the way. But uh, going, to the, going to the line was not the Jazz game tonight. They didn't need no sneaking free throws. Nope, sure didn't. And, and, you know, the thing we, in a blowout like that, the one advantage is the game kind of flies along and, that was cool. Tonight, I felt like the game was able to get in a rhythm. I thought the officials actually did a really good job. Um, you know, there's always going to be a missed call or two, but overall, I thought the game was officiated really well, and they let them play, and um, man, the Jazz just did a lot of things right. Yeah, Terrence Mann got a little loose about a call. Ooh, We both laughed because, really, can you pick up a tech when you're down 30? I mean, you got to have... You got to really care about it. You got to really and, care about it. You know, about that, that play you speak of, he actually kind of pushed off on Pascal. Pascal probably did foul him going up, but then Juancho just sprinted down the floor and batted the ball away. The official didn't call anything, and he instantly got in her face. And that, my friend, earned him a technical. You're just appreciating NBA officials more because you've been watching so much college again lately. That is correct. So you're appreciating that it's not. Yeah, there's called like that. Right. There's actually actual, you know, from time to time consistency. I mean, these games are just wild to sit and watch that that Davidson, Michigan State games almost like they need to open up an investigation. That was a little wild. I mean, not to just pick on these officials, but why not? You know, we're doing an NBA show. Why not pick on collegiate referees? We've got the Wisconsin uh, Colgate game up in the in the background and a Colgate player just nearly lost his head. Made the shot, gets up to go to the foul line, and the ref's like, no, play on. And, and the going. problem is they, the, the ref knows this is a 14 seed, and this is a three seed. We must protect the, the, the value of that three seed, you know, and that stuff's pounded in their heads. And then you get officials like this. Not their job. Just call the game. Call the game, man. But no, I, I I'm with you. I thought uh, tonight's game was was refereed appropriately, and maybe even me, who has little appreciation for referees, should appreciate the job that NBA officials do because it is a difficult one. All right, let's go back down to the media room. It is now time to hear from Rudy Gobert. Because um, I think we'll be playing the right way, uh, not just tonight, but over the last few games. Uh, but yeah, tonight, you know, we started the game uh, really defending, really 
well and uh, offensively moving the ball and uh, you know we, we made some shots we're driving the ball uh, running um, yeah it was it was it was great to it was great basketball jazz basketball and uh, and I like that we we stay consistent you know we didn't um, you know give them any opportunity to uh, get back in the game. So everyone that came in the game uh, stepped in. You know, Eric uh, was great. Rudy, uh, JB, everyone was you know really uh, locked in defensively and then offensively. You know, we know we're gonna score. We know we got uh, a lot of talent out there. Where do you see kind of the the biggest progress from JB from where he was at the beginning to where he is now? I think just. Uh, just reading the game, you know, his poise and um, being able to yeah, run, be, be a point guard. You know, we knew that he was capable of making plays off the dribble, but uh, I feel like he's been able to adjust, uh, getting better at finding his shots uh, without needing 35 dribbles. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's huge for us. He's making the right play and he's, he's becoming more and more efficient. Also, uh, with his shot, so it's. I think all those those, those opportunities are, are great for him, and uh, we're probably going to need him at some point. So uh, it's great for him to get those minutes. How much do you talk to Boris when he's in town? <laughs> uh, we had dinner. He came to my house last night, so we usually yeah we try to catch up. Um, and Nick was there too, so it was a good opportunity for us to get together. Um, Every time, I mean, it's sometimes actually one time he popped up at the game and I didn't know he was here. But um, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, it's, it's always great to to have his, him out, out here, and uh, he still he still has his house here, so um, he really likes it. And um, you know, it's great to yeah, just catch up. Uh, you know, he's always like his presence. He's uh, someone that uh, you know really. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot from, and uh, you know, it's like a, almost like a, a big brother in a way. So always cool to have him around. Why, why do you think he maybe comes back here more than other like old jazzers? You know, what is like that? I think he first of all he loves uh, skiing and snowboard. Uh, he, he obviously likes basketball, and, and he also works with the French national team. So he, he, you know, he kind of goes around and see. Uh, most of the French players, and uh, and yeah, he just loves it. I mean, he he kept his house. You know, he's he's here. He doesn't come very often, but he still has his house here. And uh, when he comes here, he's able to yeah, just get home and uh, do what he wants to do. From a momentum and kind of rest standpoint, how much of a role is that like tonight play going on the road? You know, for a six-day road trip, especially with the back-to-back right away. I mean, it's a uh, yeah, we're ready right now. Our mindset is ready to take it one game at a time. And, uh, you know, whoever is available, we know that, uh, you know, like we got, we got young guys that are going to be able to get experience, they're going to be able to, you know, learn. And uh, and it's on us, you know, whether it's I'm not playing or Dan is not playing or Boyan is not playing. It's We know we're going to have some guys available and then it's on us to, you know, kind of bring them in and, and, uh, and just, you know, teach them teach them about the way we want to play. And, you know, we, I really like the mindset that we've had over the past few, you know, the past few weeks. And I think this road trip is going to be, going to be great for us to, you know, we have a lot of tough games against some teams that uh, play really hard and, and, uh, and some really good teams. So, you know, it's one game at a time and uh, we want to keep getting better. There's Rudy Gobert, uh, and Rudy obviously was a monster tonight. He was great in his 27 minutes, 19 points, 16 rebounds, two block shots. But how about that? Uh, Boris Dia was in town and at the game, apparently still has a house here. And uh, Boris, Rudy, and Nick Batum had dinner at Rudy's house last night. How would you like to? I'd like to be a, a special guest at that dinner party. Just listen. Yeah, just right? let me let me just hang out here and open my ears. If you could if you could keep it in English too, that would be helpful. That's actually true. That's the okay. Yeah, you guys can come, and then they just talk in French they the just whole night. Speak French while you pick way too your smart for me, and I just <laughs> have an escargot. 
I'll tell you what, Boris Diaw was a, a fun player to cover when he was in Utah. Guy has a lot of uh, enthusiasm, and I think uh, you know you catch a lot of these players. You know, as they get into their 30s, they get a little more well-adjusted and that sort of thing. But 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 Dia just seemed to have a, a great perspective on basketball and, and life. Like a total random Boris Dia story, but uh, first international trip. You can go on an international trip every four years when you're uh, with a college program. Take your guys over in the summer. You get to practice 10 days and then go play four games. And we went to France, and they happened to be having the European Championships while we were there. And it was in Paris. So we played one night, and the next night found out the games and got uh, ways to get tickets. And we got there, and Boris Diaw, got to see Boris Diaw play. And I could not believe the entire arena was filled with smoke. And people were smoking right there in the bleachers, and people were going crazy. And it was just, it was totally cool to see almost like a European soccer feel. Uh, inside a basketball arena and watch. But, but man, you watched it, Tony Parker play. Boris Diaw was in it. Um, it. It was really fun basketball to watch. Can't imagine, uh, you know, the 20,000 strong at the Marriott Center uh, lighting, lighting up, up heaters, a, you know, <laughs> cheering on their kooks. I, I doubt that was. You would have a hard time getting those through <laughs> security unless they were bubble gum. Maybe the bubble gum, powdered sugar just kind of flies around. Your, your guys had to be looking around going, man, this is a lot different than Provo. Oh, yeah. Different scene. It all was together. totally different, but <laughs> hot, hotter. It was July, so hot, it was hot and smoky. Smoky. It was exactly the <laughs> two things you don't expect expect when you walk into a basketball game. Like a punch in the face, I bet. It was like going back in time. It was like almost like turn of the century here. Like you made Madison Square Garden used to be when the Knicks. You know, everybody's lighting up cigars, red Arbox. Oh man, like those uh, the the. You see the tape from the the old boxing matches that were at Madison Square Garden, and you just see it's the just cloud. Missed. You yeah, know? It's great, great stuff. <laughs> so Boris Diaw was uh, in town and and hung out with Rudy. I, th- I think it's cool. Locke was telling us Boris has a a, a house in what do you say the French Riviera has a catamaran, catamaran that he just sails around, and then a house in North Salt Lake. I want to buy a catamaran. Awesome. That would be really cool, Boris. If you're out there, you know, holler. We we. Jake and I want to take the catamaran for a spin. I do think that's cool that a world traveler, somewhere that someone that's been everywhere, probably like Boris Diaw, you know, his career has taken him everywhere, likes it here and keeps a spot here. I think that's pretty cool. Well, we we all love where we live, right? This place is is phenomenal, and I love when a guy comes from outside, you know, the the state, and in this case, outside the country, comes in and feels at home here. I mean, that's that's what we want. We want to have guys stick around and talk about legacy guys, you know, and it's a guy who. You know, if you ever need him to go to bat for you, you will. No doubt. I, I think that's why uh, guys like uh, like our dude, Ron Boone, uh, Thurl like, Bailey, like Thurl, you know, will be will always be legends around here just because of the way they've uh, embraced and joined the community and made this their home. Those two bigger guys in, in, for sure take time. Like I've been so impressed being places with them. And the number of people that stop them because they've been doing this for so long, they're so recognizable and they're legends in every way. But they, you know, somebody stops and they take the time. Like they get a picture, they sign something, they make you know whoever it is feel good. And you know that's that's what makes them great. And and I love the fact that the Jazz legacy. You know, you look through the years and a lot of things to be proud of. Darren Williams still has a house here, I believe, and spends at least part of his year here. So. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. Jazz win going away tonight over the Clippers. 121 to 92. We want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jer- uh, jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now post game. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Combs final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Knicks. It's all straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Gobert collects himself, goes back up, packing and scores! Oh, Rudy Gobert with authority around the rim and on top of Zubak! Absolutely a big-time highlight from Rudy Gobert tonight, your play of the game, courtesy of our friends at Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, 
Sales and selection, lhmauto.com. Driven by you, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. The Jazz smoked the Clippers 121-92. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Coach, you and I uh, said we were going to keep our eye on Rudy in this game, be aggressive, go up against that switching defense, and that play we heard right there kind of was the culmination of what we were looking for. It was so great, you know, uh, so different than stretches we saw last year where they got kind of stood up and not able to move. Tonight there was a really good flow against the switch. I think the Jazz have grown a ton. Um, Obviously going to get really tested when the playoffs roll around because I think that's the book on how to play against the Jazz, but I sure like the reps they've gotten and the improvement they've shown. No doubt, and Jazz having confidence in Rudy to to make that play. I think that's part of it, too. Yeah, 11 attempts. I love that. love him getting the ball. love him looking for that opportunity, and like David said, there's no other guy like you, so just go finish strong. Yeah, I think uh, I like the way David kind of sums that up, you know, <laughs> the guy's smaller than you. I mean, it's it's been an issue, but but Rudy is a big dude. And and by the way, if you've ever stood next to Rudy or or been courtside or something like that, Rudy is built. He is not a, a toothpick. He is not a beanpole. Maybe he was a little bit on the skinny side when he first got in the league. Those days are long behind him. He is a big dude. And that's been all the difference with him being able to finish these plays, you know, having confidence, strength, and then his rebounding certainly gotten a a major jump by virtue of his his strength training. Love it that he had eight offensive rebounds and eight defensive rebounds tonight. Machine. Well put. A machine. Absolute machine. Uh, Jazz led tonight by Jared Butler, who had 21 points, 8 of 13 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3, 7 assists. He was just terrific. Jordan Clarkson with 20. Uh, Jordan was a plus 27 in the plus minus tonight as well. 8 of 17 shooting. Jordan Clarkson also with 8 boards. And five assists, two steals. Jordan, um, and this is a trend recently, but but certainly tonight, he's been getting after it. He has. He's he's put a, a really solid week together. Um, you know, it is. It's hard to always be on attack um, and and have that mindset uh, and and have kind of the freedom that he's had and and really kind of figure out how to really play efficiently. But this week's been better. Uh, really like the trend and certainly that explosion. Um, you know, last week on the heels of that, some real consistent play from Jordan Clarkson. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we look forward to Sunday's showdown with the Knicks. Well, an important win in a lot of different ways. You know, the Jazz now have 11 games left. Um, Eight of those 11 games are on the road. And so the opportunity to win a game here against what looks to be a playoff team and the way they won it so convincingly, it just feels really good for this Jazz team. They now are a game out in front of Dallas with uh, in the fifth spot. The Jazz are in the fourth, um, and they trail the Warriors by three. So uh, opportunity this weekend. I mean, the Knicks are a team that's had pretty – a pretty interesting year, but right now we're on the outside looking in by, you know, five and a half games of any kind of playoff conversation in the East. So it's really one of those games where Jazz will, fa- will face a stiff, uh, you know, test and an opponent that's very physical, but also one where, you know, if they can get some guys back in and maybe be a little bit more fresh, go out there and get a road win because the Jazz have played well on the road this year. The Knicks fighting with Atlanta and Portland for the most disappointing teams in the league this year? Probably have to be, yeah. Um, I, I think a lot a lot of momentum last year was created, and, you know, he saw some really good things, but this year just not has not clicked for him. Uh, 30 and 40 on the season. They're 16 and a half out of first. And like I said, the, the Hornets are 10th right now in the East. Uh, with a, the, They're 11 and a half back, so there's like five games different between those two. All right, we want to say uh, a big thank you to everybody on the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Rob Boone doing a great job calling all the action. Uh, thanks to broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to Jeffrey Carroll, our executive producer on Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post game show. And the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. 
And of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Go uh, go home and uh, enjoy what's left of your Friday night. Yeah, we've got a good hour and a half left of it. And a whole Saturday, buddy. Go home, turn the lights, you know, get those neon lights and listen to some, some records, some vinyl. Go rock out. Yeah, more chill. More of a chillax night. I got you. 311 kind of night. Okay. Not like Eric Paschal, who apparently likes really aggressive music before the game. Vinny the Butcher. I've got to look into this. See what Eric's digging into in the pregame, because he certainly comes off the bench like he's shot out of a cannon. So I'd like to... uh, Maybe I should use it instead of coffee. Get that playlist going, see what Eric's... uh, grinding into because it certainly brings him a lot of energy uh 121 to 92 is your final up next the jazz are on the road for a sunday night showdown with the new york knicks that game will tip off at 5 30 pregame begins at 4 30 and of course you'll hear it all right here on the jazz radio network